Today is a very important day in our country. January the 6th, 2021. As we, as I sit down to speak to you through this podcast, the Senate, the House and the Senate are in a meeting to decide if they will accept the electoral votes cast today. And this decision really does determine the future of our country. Just in Georgia yesterday, the Democrat won, who really is almost a communist, I hate to say it, but his ideals and what he speaks, and he won. And I want to remind you, as I have to remind myself every day, that God is still in control. And these people that we don't approve of, we don't approve of their policies or even their character, if God allows them to be in some sort of authority, we have to remember that Romans 8.28 says all things work together for good to those that love the Lord that are called according to his purpose. And remember what his purpose is. It's to conform us to the image of his son. You see, he wants us as we live our life to get more like Jesus Christ. And he lived under Roman rule and that wasn't too good for him. He didn't have it too good and I keep saying that because we, we Christians, we think we deserve the very best, and we do. But sometimes the best is not the most pleasant and the most comfortable. And I know, I've learned a long time ago that we are all selfish. I am the biggest selfish one you'll ever meet. And I want my way all the time. But I have learned that my response when I don't get my way can be more harmful than the way I wanted that I didn't get. I'm grateful that I learned that a long time ago. And so I have to take care of my response, and that's what we have to do. And Paul has just told the church in Ephesus, you haven't, this is only the earnest of your inheritance. That means this is the down payment, the gift of the Holy Spirit to seal us so that nothing, Nothing can get to us except through God's permission. And we have to remember that. And he wants the best for us. And sometimes the best is, is not the easiest. My little great-grandson was having lunch with me yesterday, and he is the child whose dad passed away a month ago today. And I was trying to explain to him how he must change his eating habits. He only eats chicken nuggets. And I explained, you got to have green vegetables and fruit and starches and protein and meat. And he listened, but he didn't really want to hear it because he doesn't like anything but chicken nuggets. He'll eat scrambled eggs and chicken nuggets. And then last night, my son, who's keeping him, gave him some fruit and some vegetables, and he almost threw up, but he swallowed it. And I thought... That's great. He didn't like it, but he understood it was better for him, and so he swallowed it. And we have to understand that whatever happens today in America, God's still in control. And I want you to listen while Paul prayed for these people in Ephesus. He said, since I've heard of your strong faith in the Lord and the love you have for Christians everywhere, that's what impressed Paul. It wasn't what they'd done or what they had or who they were. 
It was their faith and trust in the Lord, and we gotta have that. We gotta remember God puts leaders in and takes them out. And he commands us to love each other as much as he loved us. We're to love all the saints everywhere. And there are some saints that, that may be hard to love, but that's not the question. The question we have to answer is, are we gonna be obedient to do what God tells us to? And just remember that you love others as you love yourself. And so if you don't love yourself, you don't love anybody else. How can you love yourself? That sounds egotistical, doesn't it? Well, it's not. Because God commands us to love ourselves and we love ourselves when we do what's right. We don't always do what's right, but we can correct it the right way. And that's what God would have us to do. He said, I've never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Isn't that exciting? Paul prayed for these people all the time and he asked God to give them wisdom, not money, wisdom, to see clearly and really understand who Christ is and all that he has done for you. So who is he? Let's think about that today as we stand at the crossroads of our future. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, the Lord is the one that owns it, takes care of it, provides for it, and protects it. And what has he done for me, given me eternal life? And if you've received him as your savior, you don't have to worry about the other side of life. When you step out of this life into eternity, it, it's gotta be so glorious we can't conceive of it. He's taken away all my sins. Man, that's, that's a glorious statement to me. Just to think he's taken them away. He not only forgives me for what I've done wrong in the past, he forgets it. How much we remember what others have done wrong and we dwell on it. And the more we remember and the more we dwell on it, the more bitter we become. We need to remember who Christ is and what he's done for us took it all away, and I need to let it go. I need to quit, quit looking behind me and start looking ahead. Even if we lose everything that we want in our government, we gotta look ahead to the Lord, the one who really is in control. And then he says, in my prayer for you, Ephesians, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he's called you to share. Light does away with darkness. And I think it's so exciting to understand the future that we have. And it goes on for eternity. He said, I want you to realize that God has, has been made rich because we who are Christ have been given to him. Do you ever think about the fact that you and I are a gift to God from Christ. And God is rich when we are his children. That's a great thought. Jesus gave us to God. And then he said, I pray that you'll begin to understand how great his power is to help those who believe him. 
Hey, wait. That's conditional. Do you see the condition? You will understand how great his power is if you believe him. You see, his grace is sufficient. But it's there for us when we believe. We have a role to play. And it's to believe in what he says to us. And it's the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heaven. Do you ever think about the fact that the human Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of God at this very moment? And he's our intercessor. He's praying for us. And he's literally there in the flesh that he was crucified with. Far, far above any king or ruler or dictator or leader. He controls everything. And God's going to do a mighty work if we have to suffer some in this country. Because we've really had it good for all these years. And I think we've taken it for granted. His honor is far more glorious than that of anybody else in this world or the world to come. His honor. And God has put all things under his feet and made him the supreme head of the church. That's his body. Filled with himself, the author and giver of everything everywhere. So today, as we stand at this pivotal point, remember who really is in control. And then we'll begin chapter 2 for just a few minutes in Ephesians. He said, once you were under God's curse, doomed forever for your sins. Do you ever think of that? Do you ever think about the people that haven't received Christ? They're doomed by God. And they're under his curse. He doesn't want that. I love John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes might not perish, but have eternal life. Whosoever might, what, believe. And then we have to receive once we believe. We've already talked about how you have to hear. And then when you hear, you make a choice. Do I believe what I heard? And if I believe what I heard, am I going to act on it? And you know what happens? If you act on the truth, you're no longer under God's curse. You can never be doomed. And your future is unbelievably wonderful. He says, you know, you went along with the crowd. You were just like all the others full of sin, obeying Satan. This is the church in Ephesus. He's the prince of the power of the air who is at work right now in the hearts of those who are against the Lord. That's happening in our country right now. You see, he's at work in the hearts of people who don't love the Lord. I couldn't believe yesterday. I heard, I guess it was in the Congress, a man was praying, and he closed it, and he said, Amen, and a women. I thought, 
Heavenly Father, what do we deserve? A men and a women. Because the the group that wants to eliminate our culture wants to get rid of using men and women and he and she. I mean, it's almost laughable. And then he reminds us, this church, and it's for us too. We used to be just like they are. Our lives were expressing the evil within us, doing every wicked thing that our passions or our evil thoughts might lead us into. We started out bad. Let's don't forget that. When we criticize other people for being evil, remember that that's the way we were. Being born with evil natures and we were under God's anger like everybody else. I have suddenly realized every time I hear Amazing Grace, my mind goes back to the day I was saved because it says once I was lost and now I'm found, once I was, was blind and now I see, and I just can see myself sitting on the side of that bed praying that prayer and at that moment in time, my life changed. It changed inside. It didn't really change outside, but it changed inside. And God gave me a peace I'd never known before. I was 33 years old. I'd been restless all my life. And I thought that's just the way you were because I didn't know anything different. And that day of peace flooded my heart that I can't believe. And it says, so God is rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were spiritually dead and doomed by our sins, he gave us back our lives. When he raised Christ from the dead, by his undeserved favor have we been saved. And he lifted us up from the grave into glory along with Christ where we sit with him in the heavenly realms, all because of what Christ Jesus did. Remember, we've talked about the two truths in the Bible. There's a conditional truth and a positional truth. The position is what we are in Christ, and here's the positional truth. We're already seated in Christ in heavenly places. That's our position. But my condition is determined by the decisions I make on a daily basis. And now God can point to us as examples of how rich his kindness is, as shown in all he has done for us through Jesus Christ. And because of his kindness, we've been saved through trusting Christ. Trusting, even trusting is not of yourselves, it's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good we've done so that none of us can take any credit for it. It's God himself who has made us who we are and has given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. And that's why I'm here with this podcast. I want to share with you what God has shared with me and taught me through the Spirit, through other people, through books, through 
places I've been and things I've seen. And you need to be sharing the good news, the truth with others, especially since we don't really know what we face. But I think when we go to bed tonight, we'll know. And I want you to trust God as much if it goes your, if it doesn't go your way, as you would rejoice if it does. So once again, thank you for listening. God bless you.